Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 160. It's now been four years, one month, and 25 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And I popped on down to the podcast rock to enjoy the beauty of my local park and to feel the gratitude the great outdoors always brings me. If I don't have time to ride or hike, I can still feel a bit of that peaceful outside zen just minutes away from my own front door. Of course, the difference is down here at the park, I get helicopters, sirens, some road noise, as well as the hikers and the kids that play in the park. But it's still beautiful, the weather's gorgeous, the grass is green, and my heart is full. And after we listen to our inspirational snippet of Circle by Hartley, I'll share what I'm embracing right here, right now, from this noisy, peaceful podcast rock here in my local park today. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen to the sounds. Think about where we have been. The joy we shared with friends who care and all the things we've seen. Thank you, Hartley, for inspiring me with that inspirational message to think of what should I start today? Not put off till tomorrow, next week, next month, when I'm thin, when I'm more talented, when my roots don't show, whatever that might be. What should I start today? Well, I've really been pondering on bravery. Now, I have to say, since day one of Compulsive Overeating Diary, from the first moment I strapped on my trusty Roland 05 recorder and actually shared my true thoughts and feelings with the world and all of you brave companions, I think I've considered myself brave. I've done brave things. I've been brave. But what I haven't been is fearless. And today I want to embrace becoming fearless. Brave, fearless, fearless, brave. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Well, almost. In my mind, bravery is feeling the fear and facing it. I'm afraid of what people may think, but I'm going to do it anyway. Being fearless is to walk through fear as if it didn't exist. Instead of worrying about, I'm scared people won't like what I say or won't like my performance or won't like me because how I look or my age or my roots showing. (laughs) Instead of having those feelings and going for it anyway, I actually build up the esteem inside myself to push that fear to the side as if it doesn't exist and walk through it. And here's an example that came to me. It used to be in my younger days, even when I had done the body for life things and worked out and got myself in as good a bathing suit body as I could possibly get, I still was very hesitant to put on a bathing suit in front of people. But I love to swim, 
So there were many times in my life where I needed to be wearing a bathing suit in order to participate in an activity that I wanted to do. And after the Body for Life competition, I had to put on a bathing suit for pictures to be taken. Oh man, if that wasn't my idea of hell, I don't know what is, is to actually be wearing a two-piece bathing suit in front of all my friends who came there to support me while the photographer took pictures of me from every angle. Yeah, baby. That was a very brave thing for me to do because I had in my mind all kinds of ideas of how I wasn't perfect, how I wasn't good enough, who was I to be showing my body in this manner. Even after working out with weights and eating clean for months and months and months and months and months. And I didn't go just once a day with my trainer. I was going twice, morning and evening. So, I mean, I was worked out to the max and I look pretty darn good but I never let myself feel that. And the bravery was that despite this overwhelming sense of anxiety, this overwhelming sense of fear, I put on my bikini and went and got my photographs. Well, even today, I don't go put on bikinis, but I put on my one-piece bathing suit, which is more comfortable for me, just physically more comfortable for me these days. And I go swimming all the time in pools in front of people, in water aerobics classes, at the beach, in Hawaii, if we're lucky enough to go there and go snorkeling. Any place there's water and people are in public, I put on my swimsuit and I jump right in. And I get out of the pool and I walk in front of them and I don't give it a thought. Anymore, it doesn't even cross my mind very much about what will these people who may see me in my bathing suit think of my body or of me for daring to wear a bathing suit. I mean, I really do not even think of that. I just know that I want to go in the water. That needs a bathing suit. And so into the bathing suit I go and into the water I go. That is a sense of fearlessness. I don't fear what people say because what people say about me wearing a bathing suit when I want to go swimming, I just do not even care. You know, you could say, you could laugh, you could point, you can giggle, you could do whatever you want, and it's not even going to hit my radar these days. In that instance, it's kind of like when I legalize the chips after all these years, I can now have chips in my house and I don't necessarily eat them. In fact, they could be there for many weeks and I don't eat any. Or they could be there and I might have one package every single day for a week, but it's one package, not 10 packages or a whole supersized bag of them, right? I've kind of legalized how I feel in my confidence. I have legalized the confidence to wear my bathing suit in public and stay focused on my activity and everyone else could go hang. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like, what's it to you? How I look in my bathing suit in a swimming pool. Swimming pool is a perfectly good place to be wearing a bathing suit. Not unexpected, not strange, and I don't care if I'm the biggest woman or the smallest woman or the most buff woman. If I'm wearing my bathing suit to go in the pool, then that's all that that means, okay? Now, when I was wearing my bikini, having these photographs taken for the end of the contest, 
Of course I was hoping to look good and that photographer had me cheat to the most flattering angles and I would flex in certain ways that would show off my musculature and all that kind of thing because in that instance I was caring how I looked and in fact was sending these pictures in to be judged for a contest. <laughs> so yes, it was on my mind. But in my life, I'm not wearing a bathing suit in order to get praise for my body at all. Even when my body was slender, as it was after my Weight Watchers loss there, I looked good in a swimsuit, but I never put on a swimsuit to try to get people to say I look good in a swimsuit, ever, except that one time. I was always wearing my swimsuit in order to accomplish a goal, to go swimming or be comfortable in that weather, whatever that might be, that swimsuit had to do with what I inside was trying to accomplish. And I realized even in voice acting or even putting out things for this podcast and wondering, will you guys like it? Will you comment? Will you do these things? No, it's brave of me to do these things, to send out an audition or put out a feature or do something despite my anxiety that the client won't book me or my peers might not love my read or that UBCs could care less about that particular topic or not feel motivated to comment or call the bravery hotline, but do it anyway. That is me being brave. I have anxiety, but I'm going to do it anyway. To be fearless is to feel so strong with confidence inside myself that I'm going to strive and accomplish what I want to accomplish no matter what anybody says. And a good example of that was my birthday show. My birthday show was 100% everything that I could hope that it would be because I loved it. I loved that UBCs participated in making a new song. I love that my voice acting friends got together and gave me so many fun takes of happy birthday, Lori. I absolutely loved my birthday hike. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I've had such a wonderful zen-like love-filled feeling in my life as my birthday hike. And packaging all of that together and sending it out into the world, come what may, in fact, I didn't even really care what would come because that was an example of being fearless. Now, in my voice acting career and pursuits, it's been very tough for me to feel brave, let alone fearless. But I had a couple of things happen that sort of changed my head around where I'm starting to get the hang of the fun for me in voice acting is where I'm creating from inside of me and expressing my take on something. Whether or not it's perfect, whether or not it's exactly what the spec might say, whether or not I get the job or I don't get the job, the fun part is actually stepping forward and creating this new thing that could not be created without me. And when my intention is to create something new, when my intention is to put out something that I love into the universe, then I'm finding a deep sense of fulfillment in that and a big relief from some of the anxiety that has plagued me and my perfectionism for years and years and years. 
Now, I'm not perfect at all. I still have these feelings of anxiety quite a bit because this is really a new breakthrough for me. But I found it so incredible to change this paradigm that I wanted to make sure that I shared this with you guys today. To think about what are the times in your life when you've been fearless and how can you incorporate some more fearlessness into your life? Live from our studio in beautiful La Crescenta, it's time for Lori's Afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. I just finished editing my thoughts down on the podcast rock, and the only thing that comes to mind is when I'm down there in the park, it feels so incredibly noisy to me because there is so much construction going on around the park these days, and so many helicopters and things flying overhead that to me, I think, oh, you guys are going to be so distracted by this noise. But when I come home and edit, it's really hardly there at all. So <laughs> that made me kind of laugh at myself. So I guess in future, I'm fearlessly going to go to the podcast rock and not pay attention to whatever noise might be around. Also, I felt pretty good today that I communicated what I wanted to communicate. You know, I was a little bit surprised that I chose bathing suit as my example, but that's what comes to mind. And when I go down there, sometimes I have an idea, sometimes I don't. I really have been pondering this whole idea of fearlessness and what is the difference between fearlessness and bravery and realize that fearlessness can really set you free. I don't think it's recklessness. It's not like, oh, I see that this is a cliff and I'm just going to, you know, ignore the danger and jump off and hope that gravity isn't real. That's not the point. It's more about when you feel confident that what you're doing is coming from within you and it's your way of living your life in a true and authentic manner, then some of this anxiety that causes us to need bravery subsides. And I'm pretty happy with how that turned out today. I'm also really excited because today we get to meet two new BCs who introduce themselves in their own words. First up, BC Elizabeth, who is listening to the shows in order, called the Bravery Hotline after day 23. She ponders her version of the robot aliens, talks about her experiences, and tells why listening has helped her. My name is Elizabeth. I just wanted to let you know I just started listening to your podcast. I'm only on day 23, but I wanted to let you know that I'm listening. I realize I think I'm listening to you like three years later than you have started the podcast, but I wanted to let you know that I came across your podcast at the right time that I needed to hear it, and I'm going to continue listening all the way through day by day. So I'm going in order, and maybe at one point you, I will hear a shout-out, perhaps, of <laughs> my call-in. Um, but I wanted to let you know that I was going through a month, of basically, of 
been dating and not knowing why and not connecting. You talk about aliens kind of taking over your body, but I kind of feel like in my set, my place, I feel like I come get out of my body and I escape, and I really have not been able to understand that or articulate it until I've listened to your podcast. So it's been a really great tool for me to listen to because now I've seen a big difference in my choices in mindfully eating and paying attention, just paying attention and being in my body and paying attention to when I'm grabbing something out of habit. You know, just like you, I, I'm not perfect, but I think you said it today in my, when I listened to the diary day 23, I think we just go into a place of mindless eating and I don't know, it's just one of those things that I've connected to. You have asked a question, a rhetorical question, and I just found myself saying out loud, yeah, that's me, even though you weren't, I was in the car with me, I'm listening to you. It's been just really helpful for me to hear it and hear you articulate it. But there is that connection. I was, I was losing my train of thought for a second, but there is that there is that connection about perfection that I never really connected to until you said it, and that's what I wanted to make sure you, you heard. But I'm going to keep listening. It's really important to me to get this under control, but really understand it, like you said, more than than get rid of it. I, don't, I think we'll always have it, but I think it's just one of those things that I have to keep talking or listening to you, and I'm going to try to do my best to also just be mindful and maybe write a journal or something, and you're giving me a lot of good ideas. Anyway, I'm going to be probably continuing to listen so that I have something to look forward to in the future. Feel free to give me a shout-out. I would love that and look forward to maybe hearing that in the future. But if not, no worries. All is good. But just want to let you know I'm listening. And I guess I'm brave now. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Elizabeth. I sure hope you didn't have to wait three years in order to hear your story on the show. You are definitely on the bravery report for calling and sharing your story. Mm. The music I picked for Elizabeth is called Chasing Sunlight, and I felt its upbeat optimism paired well with Elizabeth's sense of discovering herself. Next up, the brave Svetlana, who originally posted a nice birthday message to me, but who then bravely and fearlessly sent me these heartfelt and heartbreaking words along with her permission to share. Svetlana left this comment on one of my birthday messages on Facebook. Dear Lori, happy, happy birthday to you. I just recently found and started listening to your podcast, and I absolutely love it. I am only on episode 17, where you talked about celebrating your birthday in Vegas, but I already know I will listen to all of them. Thank you for inspiring me to be me. I said, Thank you, dear Svetlana. Would you be comfortable if I greeted you by first name and read your comment on a future show? I hope you enjoy all of our adventures along the way, and feel free to skip ahead to the current shows as you catch up. Many listeners do it that way, to be in the current conversation, but still find out all that we learned. XO. She wrote, Of course you can share. I will PM you with more information that you can share on your wonderful podcast. And I have to tell you, BCs, this is a very touching story, and I thank you, Svetlana, so much. I'm going to 
play Letting Go Under It because you like that so well. Svetlana's story. Dear Lori, I was raised in Russia and moved to the U.S. exactly 10 years ago, where I am currently and live in the state of Virginia with my dear husband David and our two children, almost four-year-old girl Sasha and 10-month-old baby boy Andrew. I never thought much about my compulsive overeating in the way I am starting now, and I thank your podcast for that. Before I started listening to you, I always thought I am a weak person and a failure who cannot control myself when I eat too much more than I should. Now I'm starting to realize that all these years I was eating the hole in my heart and all my emotions away. I grew up in a small town of Russia in a family of alcoholics. Both my dad and my two older brothers were drunks. My mom never drank, but she suffered from depression. I always have this image of her with lots of food in front of the TV, binge eating all of her problems away. As I grew up, I literally started doing the same thing. Every time I am in a bad mood or have any stress at all in my life, I eat. I am crying as I'm writing this to you because I never shared this with anyone but my husband. Just like you talk about it in episode 18, I feel like people would not understand unless they knew about it from their experience. When I tried to share about it with my mother-in-law, she said, Oh, you just have to zip your mouth after 6 p.m. Well, it was not too big of a support for me. Unfortunately, I lost my whole family since I moved here. Both my parents died from cancer, and my brothers died from diabetes and alcohol poisoning. I am 33 years old now, and I don't want my children to grow up learning this behavior from their mother. I cannot thank you enough for everything that you do. I'm listening to you on the way to and from work and on the weekends when I have a little bit more free time. Thank you so much. Please feel free to share this story on your podcast because I feel like we should be open about these things so we won't feel alone in it. By the way, I absolutely love I Am Letting Go's song and I sing it all the time. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. Dear brave Svetlana, I hope you will realize just how many people you helped with your brave story. When we share like this, the ripples of compassion and bravery spread out and help us create a more loving and accepting world. And I am honored you shared your story with us. Mm. BCs, please be fearless and post on day 160 or call the Bravery Hotline to welcome new BCs Elizabeth and Svetlana to our merry band. After my birthday extravaganza, Donnie, Kelly G, and Joe from the UK all popped into CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com to wish me well via comments. Donnie writes, 
I love you, Lori Weaver, and I'm so thankful I happened upon you in my life. I don't recall the how of that happening, but I'm thankful nonetheless. And I replied, I love you, Donnie. I too am thankful we connected here. You have been such a part of the COD experience, I can't even remember the time before you were sending in foolish fun, support, and letting us get to know you. I'm grateful for whatever in the world caused you to jump in. XOXO. Joe from the UK posts, Yay, you got your song. So happy to hear your voice and all the birthday merriments. XOXO. And Kelly G posts as well. So glad you had a wonderful birthday, Lori. Love the new birthday song. The birthday wishes from the voice actors are so entertaining and how special for you. Thanks for your podcast and for being you. Have a happy spring, Kelly. Well, big thanks and smooches to Don, Joe, and Kelly. Mm -hmm. All three participated in making my birthday dreams come true. And thanks also to Ginny Hayes, BC Dave, Mary S, Josephine, Sue from the UK, and my wonderful Mark, who also sent in their contributions to our new birthday version of Fiona's wonderful Brave Companion song. Thanks, too, to the folks who have cared enough to leave five-star ratings on iTunes. That is a great surprise and awesome sauce. And I tell you, it totally helps the show get found more easily by our future Brave Companions. I so, so, so appreciate that. And if you're an iTunes user who likes the show, please, next time you're on there, leave a five-star rating or a nice review because it really, 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 really does help. And I thank you for that. Another social media platform is Instagram, and I use it now and again. You can find me and follow me at Lori Dreamweaver. And what you'll see are lots and lots and lots and lots of bike ride pictures, pictures of our cats, Tiger and Gracie. And every now and again, when I'm hiking, I post a short pondering video. I pondered on the mountain about the three words that I felt best describe my strengths, which for me are encourage, create, and love. But before I recorded the show, I posted a short Instagram video of this question. And one of the people who commented on the Instagram video said, Happy birthday. Have a wonderful day. I would say my strengths are perseverance, caring, and curiosity. While another wrote, Okay, I think mine are I'm a giver, I'm compassionate, and I'm creative. I feel like the first two aren't really about me though, so maybe I'm good at math and I believe myself to be a good teacher. Oh, why does it feel weird to say something nice about myself? Eek! <laughs> well, I agree that it takes some time and practice to realize your positive attributes, but give it a try because it does add to your sense of well-being and your fearlessness to allow your positive traits to shine. So would you like a crack at being fearless? Share with us what are your three words that represent your strengths and why. You can post them on today's show notes at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com day 160 or call the Bravery Hotline to be featured on Afterthoughts with your own custom soundtrack. By the way, on Instagram, use our six-letter hashtag C-O-D-B-C-S for Compulsive Overeating Diary Brave Companion so that I and other BCs may find your thoughts and photos easily. Again, hashtag C-O-D-B-C-S. 
I was so inspired by all of the fun I had on my birthday bash that I was bitten by the blog writing bug again. The other day, I pondered about my history with diets and what diets mean and what my, quote, diet, unquote, would look like today. So I wrote a little blog post that I called My New Dream Diet, Pondering on Hunger, Food, and Self-Esteem. I'm always waiting to eat. Eating is my clock, my love, my accomplishment, my purpose. Tick, tick, tick. It's been five minutes since breakfast. How many more minutes before I can safely say the growling in my stomach is real and not hope? Hope? Hope to be hungry. Isn't hunger the enemy? Nope. Hunger is the signal for the big game. Hunger means I can eye my plate for those few seconds of passionate anticipation before my fork gets busy. Then comes all of the joys of taste, texture, and the warm feeling of my body, the inner hug which is food for me. Yep, food and I go way back. It's a complicated relationship on my end. Food mostly sits there. Food cannot physically call my name, nor hug, nor accompany me, at least not until it's added to the storage silos on my hips, thighs, tummy, or chin. Food gains its wonder and personality from my end. Talk about projection. It goes from lover to monster, depending on my mood. Love and dread. When I cook and prepare food, I know I will love to eat. It's almost as good as eating. My mind gets busy with imagination. Smells fill the kitchen, along with the sound of fresh snapping produce, the whoosh of my knife, the tinkling joy of whisks, tickling mixing bowls like a bell choir, spice, herbs, dice, all of these my playground and my palate. I love to cook. I dread eating. Or, I used to dread eating. Eating for me was guilty behavior. Even so-called healthy food might call me too much. Fats, bad. Carbs, bad. Animal products, bad. Sweets, bad. And who knew what the next study or fad might be that would hold up the accusing mirror of my food weaknesses? It was obvious from the extra fat on my body that I did not deserve to eat. I did not deserve to relax around food. I deserved to have a tight rein on my behavior. I needed the safety of my calorie chains. Weigh, measure, document. I needed to exercise more than enough to be able to eat. But even then, food was not a joy. Joyous food was forbidden, like coveting your neighbor's spouse. To love food was to sin in your mind. Fat people need to keep their mouths shut. I think I also took that literally, not only to keep my mouth shut against the pleasures of the flesh eating-wise, but to keep my fat-crazed opinions to myself. Weird thing is my fat mind persisted through weight loss, muscle building, and endurance exercise feats. No matter my actual size or fitness level, secretly, my inner DNA believed me to be a fat person. And I was deeply ashamed to be fat. Talking helps. Through my podcast, Compulsive Overeating Diary, I have uncovered many of these issues by talking about my truth, no matter how unworthy or uncomfortable I felt. 
Tell your truth enough and you will start to understand yourself. Even maybe to accept yourself. One of the most surprising things I discovered was that I needed to give up dieting to relearn how my body operated. So I began to practice intuitive eating and I am very grateful for it. I finally did discover what my physical hunger signals were as well as that mysterious unicorn, satiety. I legalized foods until I didn't hear my self-made siren calls to them as often. My weight stabilized without dieting for the first time in, well, ever. Emotionally, I began to feel those scary, horrible feelings the chips and ice cream safely hid. I went to therapy, journaled, talked about those feelings on the podcast, let them out in weeping and screams, cried me a river of regret and loss and loneliness, screamed into my pillow the pain of being me, the hidden me, the young, frail, small girl who couldn't understand why she was no longer loved just because she weighed more than before, the teenager who would do anything to fit in, the bad choices she made, the opportunities lost, the fear and self-hate, all of these tumbled out over and over. My God, I'm almost 60. How much life is there left to change my ways? Have I wasted my entire life in fear and shame? Is that shame so ingrained that my progress with food might last, but my self-loathing remain? Will I die unsatisfied that my life meant no more than longing after forbidden treats and approval? not what I want. I want to feel inside the love I receive. I want to feel worthy for my attempts. I want to accept the many times I did my best. I want to be proud of who I am. I want to decouple food from that shame. Intuitive eating is a stepping stone. And my next step is to learn to feel worthy and loved. For that to happen, I need to truly and actively love myself. So to meet that goal, I created my new dream diet. My new dream diet. I know, we tend to think of dieting as a way of restriction, calories, food groups, types of foods. But if you look up the meanings of the word diet, they also include, quote, something provided or experienced repeatedly. For example, I might say about myself, a steady diet of survivor reruns influenced my productivity. So the backbone of my new dream diet is eating very, very well. Eating well for me includes cooking dishes I love to eat, enjoying foods on social occasions without fear, cooking and eating the freshest ingredients I can, taking time to enjoy my food, taking time to enjoy company, taking time to appreciate the bounty of choice I have, taking time to listen to my body, taking time to deal with emotions regularly so food can freely be food versus my picture of it, tracking when I need information without fear of relapse, adjusting for time and chance without panic, feeling good about my choices despite how others may choose to eat, feeling confident that my food is based on love, not fear. So my new diet definition example might well be, quote, a steady diet of self-care and compassion influenced Lori's attitude and created more opportunities to be loving toward herself and others. 
How would you describe your dream diet? Bon appetit, XOXO. The music I picked as the soundtrack for my dream diet blog post reading is called Relax a While. I felt it was thoughtful and hopeful, and I hope to hear your thoughts on this and any other blog posts I was inspired to write. I could go from wildly dramatic and emotional to funny as heck. You can find and scroll through all of them and find one to suit your mood by clicking on the blog post index on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. And if you'd like to be in the know every time I publish posts or podcast episodes, you can sign up for email notifications on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com too. And getting these emails is a great way to easily stay in touch and add your comments easily to the shows as well, because the add a comment link is right there in the email. And if for any reason you want to stop notifications to an email address, at the bottom of every email notification is a link with the ability to automatically and immediately stop that subscription. And I just want to let you know that I don't have any ability to stop them as this is automated for me too. So... Until next time, BCs, be fearless. But still, while you're being fearless, take care. Because I really, 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 no matter how fearless you are, care. Take a step back, look around.